Many Catholics think that this gospel is against the rich. So if you are rich, don't, don't feel offended because uh, it's not about you, to be honest, okay? It's all about us, all of us, all the Catholics. It's not about the rich and that, you know, if you are rich, you go to hell, okay? This is not the message. If you think that this is the message, stop, okay? This, this is not the message, okay? It's actually great to be rich, so I wish you to be rich. It's good for you and good for the parish as well, right? So, <laughs> the more the better, you know? Be rich, be rich. Uh, I don't mind, to be honest. The gospel is about how you use it, no matter how much money is on your checking account or in your investments or in real estate, doesn't matter. The question is, how do I use it, okay? How do I use it? That's the message. Now, let's, let me, of course, explain uh, what Jesus means, you know, by telling us this, this parable. Uh, first of all, in Luke Gospel, when you hear, like, uh, someone has a name, like Lazarus. Lazarus is from Hebrew, and it means God has helped. That's what his name means, okay? God has helped. Now, uh, does the rich man uh, have a name? Yes, no. I'm checking if you are listening to the gospel, okay? Was there the name? No, great. Okay, no name. Which means, in the gospel of St. Luke, that you should put yourself there. Put your name. Instead of rich man, it should be you. Father Vitold, put your name, okay? And see if it's you. Because maybe it is. As Jesus teaches us uh, in the story of Lazarus and the rich man, you know, salvation and eternal life uh, are not just about avoiding so-called big sins, because this rich man did nothing wrong, right? He didn't kill anyone. Uh, that's what my parents actually say all the time when I ask them, guys, uh, have, you, have you gone to uh, confession recently? My parents... Uh, they go to confession just twice a year, Christmas and Easter. You know, I do my best now as a priest to tell them that now, now we should switch, okay? Now I tell you how you should live, okay? Because <laughs> I'm a priest, right? People call me father. My, my father even calls me father. So, you know, I use it just to push some, you know, teaching of the church. And I tell my parents, my parents, you know, you should go to confession. I think once a month it's a good rule of thumb. Uh, you can go even weekly, but once a, once a month it's a good thing to do. But my mom always says, well, but I didn't kill anyone. I'm like, really? It's not about killing people. Uh, it's about, you know, uh, being cleansed by, by the by the sacrament. So, because if you go to confession, we can actually become more sensitive. We can really be, be better. We can really improve. So, this is the gospel when Jesus says, okay, it's not about like you haven't committed some terrible sins. You know, he came like Jesus as a teacher, good shepherd, he always says the same thing, follow me, which means do at what I did. Do what I did. So, of course, Jesus came to earth to save us. He took the initiative. Uh, he came to seek out the lost sheep, and, of course, he gave up his life on the cross. So, as Christians, we are called to uh, follow uh, in those uh, 
footsteps. So it means much more than simply avoiding, uh, you know, gruesome uh, crimes. So being a Christian means living, living like Christ, uh, living for the kingdom and living for others, for others. Uh, this rich man, again, uh, did not do something terrible. I call it that uh, he committed the sins of omission. You know, he was supposed to do something and he did not. Day after day, he closed, he closed his heart uh, to, to a neighbor, to Lazarus. And so that's why, you know, if I cannot do it here on earth, you know, opening my heart to others, then what's the point of doing this after this life, which is heaven? Worshiping God forever and ever in the community of, of the saints, because I'm going to be a saint, right? That's the goal. Uh, well, I have to start doing this now uh, while I'm here. Because he was against this rule, then there was no point to continue or try actually to do it in the life to come. So that's why uh, he didn't, he didn't uh, spend you know, his eternity uh, with God. Now I always look for some kind of uh, images uh, that can help us out to, uh, to get the message even much better. So uh, I, found, I found one. Uh, that's a movie, like, you know, you know, I love movies, so I think movies usually help, not always, but uh, really often. There is a movie uh, called uh, Schindler's List, 1993, uh, Steven Spielberg. Have you seen this one? Well, it's a cool movie, it's like black and white, which it's not great, right? But that was the purpose of the movie. It looks old, but it's just from 1993. But there is a, a true story that happens in Poland, so another cool thing, uh, in Krakow, in Krakow. By the way, if you go to Poland, to Krakow, you can still go to the, the factory of Oskar Schindler, you know, because that's a true story. So he was a Catholic businessman uh, who lived in Poland during World War II. And so when the war started, uh, he saw it as an opportunity to make money, you know, good businessman. He made friends with some German officers and officials uh, and worked out a deal with them to use Jewish prisoners uh, as free labor. Sounds good? Yes. Basically slaves, right? They work for free. Uh, but Oscar, after some time, he realized that that's not good. That's not good to use, you know, people for free for my advantage. So uh, he earned a lot of money in the first stage of the war because, you know, I don't have to pay salaries to these guys. They work for free. Uh, but then when he woke up finally from, you know, this wrong uh, approach, uh, his heart changed. He started actually using his factories uh, and his connections with German officers to actually save his Jewish uh, workers. Uh, and he used the money he made in the first stage of the war you know, to buy more Jewish, uh, more Jewish workers. 
because then he was saving them. So, you know, he bought like 100 Jewish you know, workers and then these guys were gone after a month. And he told German officers like, I don't know what happened, like they disappeared. I need more. So he bought more. He was just helping them to escape. Uh, in the last scene of the movie, uh, the Germans are, you know, are fleeing uh, the town because the Allied troops, specifically the American troops, are coming to the town uh, to, you know, to win the war. And so Schindler, that is the last scene, he is surrounded by the workers whom he had saved, uh, and they are thanking him. And then Schindler actually uh, starts to cry. He starts to cry, looks around at the faces of the people he saved, and he tells them, I could have done so much more. He holds up his gold watch, and he says, this could have bought someone's freedom. He cries out, and, but if he had started sooner, he could have saved twice as many. He was completely uh, distressed. Schindler actually had experienced uh, firsthand the destructive power of the sin of uh, omission. Now, this is the message for us. Uh, while you are still here, you know, you can change. After this life, there is no more repentance. It's not possible. That's what's even here, right? You cannot change your life. You cannot go back. So this is a kind of a wake-up call by Jesus today, you know? Just see where you are, put your name into this story, and see if, you know, something similar is happening in your life, in your life. There is a spiritual exercise uh, that actually really works well. So here is kind of a homework for you. Uh, let's say that you have just one week to live, okay? Next Sunday you will die. Sounds good? <laughs> no, right? No, you don't like it. That's good. Uh, what would you do for the next six days with your life? What would you do? It happened to me this, uh, this week because uh, I was working on my will. You know, what's going to happen with my money, what I have after, you know, my death. And I had to sign the will because this is how it becomes, you know, uh, a will. But you know me, I always joke, so even at this very moment, which sounds so serious, I have to sign my will, you know, I had to, I had to joke, like I couldn't, couldn't actually not do it. Uh, so my attorney, who was sitting, you know, in front of me, there was a notary who was there just to witness uh, while, I'm, I was, while I was signing the will. Few questions people, you know, need to ask you if that's really you, if you understand what's going on. So of course they ask me, "What's your name, Father Vitold?" You know, what date is right now? You know, and then I said September 20th. Okay. 
what year we live in, 2022. So they're just checking if you are okay, or mentally, if you are fine. And then who is the president of the United States? Joe Biden. Uh, are you married? Oh, no, no. <laughs> and the next question was, do you have any children? And I said, uh, I don't know. You could just imagine, you know, she was so like, you know, into it and this, you know, attorney and the people in the room just started laughing. I'm like, father, I'm like, well, I, no, I don't, of course I don't, like, <laughs> maybe. I was pretty wild in high school, so. Even at this moment, I was joking, but then I realized, well, I'm signing my will and she said, hopefully, Father, you will not die in the next five years because you are not a U.S. citizen yet, so then it doesn't matter what's here. You have to be a U.S. citizen to really do what it says. Okay, for the very first time, I, I started thinking, you know, well, let's say I have just maybe five years to live. I'm like, uh, no, we, I, I don't want to die. Like, I'm just 32, I want to live, right? But if we do this, if we give ourselves even a week and we start thinking, like, what would I do? It gives us a different perspective. Something that this man uh, didn't think at all. We know that he was dressed in purple garments and fine linen, and he, he ate really good dinner every, every night. He didn't even think. So that's what Jesus is saying today. Let's think what you do with your life. And again, doesn't matter if you are rich or poor. What do you do with, with your life? What do you do with you know, your, your material goods? Uh, do you help others? What do you do uh, with your life? That's the, actually the question for today. What do you do with your life? Wake up call, okay? Don't sleep. Uh, think about your life. Think about your relationship with God now because this one can be extended to the next life. If there is no relationship with God here, there won't be any relationship uh, in the next life to come, which means in the Bible, what it says here, uh, being tormented for all eternity. I don't know how about you, but I don't like this idea. So I'm gonna do my best uh, to be connected to God in this life, use what I have as much as I can uh, to help others to get to God. Let's pray that we'll do it uh, daily and uh, let's think this week, what would I do if I had just uh, a week to live? A week to live.